hello. I'm Lori Alvarez, and I welcome you to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. This is where I will share my story, knowledge, wisdom, and the legacy in real estate, and my family, all boldly wrapped up in one with you. So let's get started. Okay, let's get started. Oh my goodness. It is January, January, right? For all of you in podcast land, when are recording this? Because time sensitive information is going to be shared today. So it's January 3rd. January 3rd. Happy New Year, sister. Happy New Year. Yeah, I didn't see you on Happy New Year's. Yes. I didn't wish you Happy New Year's. I ignore all the family tax. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) Happy, happy, happy New Year. Do you have a good one? I did. Excellent. Did you? I did. Thank you. Okay, yeah. good. Great. So, anyways, going into it, Sacramento passed 10 new changes. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. 10 new changes to the Department of Real Estate uh, mandates that just came down. Every one of these is a Effective January 1st, 2023. And uh, just a reminder, we're not real estate attorneys. We're only realtors. And we are not, we are not intending to decipher these for you, the audience. We're just sharing the information and we're explaining it in the best way that we understand it. And we're excited because we have our real estate attorney coming in in about Two weeks next next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. next the Thursday. 12th, I he's think. coming in to uh, give us even more <coughs> details about this. And you all might be like, "Oh, I need a great real estate attorney." Yes, when you make legal decisions, you do need a great real estate attorney. If you need a referral, we've got a couple that we love and we do business with. Um, and one of them is coming to visit us next week Yay. to go over all the new changes to our real estate purchase contract. Now, this is just a summary of the new real estate laws for 2023. So let's get started. Go for it. (laughs) Yes, right? Okay, Assembly Bill AB 1410. Here's the exact verbiage. Disallows the governing documents of a homeowners association from prohibiting members and residents from discussing their common interest development on social media. Discussing, including discussions that are critical of the association or governance. It also makes unenforceable any provisions of HOA governing documents that prohibit owners from renting a portion of the owner-occupied space for a period more than 30 days. Lastly, it prevents an HOA from pursuing enforcement actions for violations during a declared emergency if that emergency makes it unsafe to fix the violation. This will not apply in cases of non-payment of assessments. That's a lot. That's a lot. You need to break all that down for us. Right? <laughs> well, here's the deal, right? It, it definitely is talking about social media. Isn't that interesting that yeah. the Department of Real Estate now has to address social media yeah. just like all of us? Right? I love that they're mandating that kind of stuff as well. And myself being a landlord within a townhouse community, I have a couple properties that I am an owner investor uh, with regards to uh, HOAs, right? Uh, Everyone will be like, oh, I don't like an HOA. I like the HOA. I like it. They're just an extra support piece to me. I'm a big believer and I have great favor uh, with regards to the HOA. 
And hey, there's some mandates in there for you as the homeowner. You need to be aware so that you know what's going on with regards to uh, the property within the HOA, right? Uh, and then, uh, like, go. I think my understanding is that it does say that owners do have the right to talk about this stuff on social media. Please comment down below if you've got a different opinion, and we're going to verify with our attorney. I will say this, too. I love that they also address the fact that any owner-occupied unit, they talk about uh, if you rent a, a space within, uh, just think about that, right? Yeah. Like you rent out like one of your renting a room for 30 days right, or less or more. Right. The HOA has authority in that right now. So you want to verify with your HOA and the local mandates. Right. This is just California's rules and regs. But just remember, there are city and state mandates that are always in play. That's going to be the number one thing. So when you guys are buying, selling and investing and occupying anything within an HOA, you need to rule the read and address the additional mandates there, right? Yeah. And then the other aspect of that is uh, a national emergency. Didn't we just have one? Yeah, what was that's it? right. Oh, gosh. COVID, um, right? Well. COVID was our biggest. I, yeah. Our biggest. Right? Especially for landlords, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Lastly, it prevents an HOA from pursuing enforcement actions for violations during a declared emergency. That has to do with what happened, right? And then the violations that are enforced during something that is a national emergency. So we're always learning and growing the government too, right? That's I'm for sure. sure things came up that will be added to our purchase contract and our disclosures that will have a huge impact on our buyers this year. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we're going to have our real estate attorney in this, this coming next week. So here's AB 1837. AB 1837 makes changes to the process established by the Senate Bill 1079 in 2020, which allows existing tenants, prospective owner occupants, nonprofit organizations, and local governments, among others, up to 45 days after a home has a foreclosure auction to make an offer that meets the winning bid. It modifies the types of nonprofit entities that qualify as eligible bidders and disallows certain limited liability companies and all limited partnerships from bidding. It also subjects homes purchased by certain eligible bidders to a recorded affordability covenant and creates an enforcement mechanism for the SB 1079 process through the Attorney General. Right. So now there's additional delays when a property is foreclosed upon and auctioned off. The property is pretty much tied up for another 45 days. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, it really is in real estate. Yeah, yeah. So something to take into consideration. AB 2170. AB 2170 provides an initial 30-day window for eligible bidders to purchase properties acquired by lending institutions through foreclosure, also known as real estate owned 
REO properties. The bill requires institutions that foreclose on 175 or more properties per year to only accept offers from prospective owner occupants, qualified nonprofits, government entities, and other affordable housing providers for the first 30 days that an REO property is listed for sale. It also requires institutions to respond to each offer in writing and prohibits institutions from completing a bundled sale of more than one foreclosed property. And that's when Nolan asked, what's a bundled <laughs> sale, right? What is a bundled sale? It's when a big bank that forecloses on a bunch of properties, buys a bunch of properties, forecloses, right? They didn't buy, they just took them back, right? And then sells them to one investor. There's changes to that. So be advised, don't believe everything you hear on TikTok. <laughs> right? Yeah. Verify your information. AB 2503 requires the California Law Revision Commission, AB 2503, requires the California Law Revision Commission by December 31st of 2024 to deliver a study to the legislator examining the establishment of consistent terminology in California law to describe the parties to an agreement, lease, or contract for the rental of residential real estate property, including mobile homes. So by 2024, we're all going to have one word that is the same all the way on all our contracts. It's going to take them another year. To 2023 now, so. Yeah, they got a year. So that tells us next year we'll have a new purchase contract. Oh, man. <laughs> just getting used to this one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> AB 27. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I skipped one, right? AB 2559. AB 2559 defines and specifies the elements that must be included in a reusable tenant screening report. If a landlord accepts a reusable screening report, the bill prohibits them from charging an application screening fee or a fee to access the reusable report. The bill does not require that landlords accept a reusable tenant screening report and any local rule that provides more protection to the applicant prevails. I always think it's funny when there's an application fee for leases. Yeah, I think it sucks. Like I'm like, really? You are going to charge me 35 bucks yeah. to fill out yeah. the paperwork you require? Yeah. Anyways, AB 2559 changes that up. So check that out. Uh, and then, of course, remember, local mandates also apply to any of this. AB 2745 changes the experience requirements to sit for the real estate broker exam. The bill requires that non-licensed general real estate experience used to qualify for the exam occur within five years of the exam application date. That changes it for attorneys. Yeah. Right. Anyone who's got those additional degrees that are available so that you can just go ahead and go in just go. and apply for your license. Mm -hmm. yeah. your license. That's cool. I mean, yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah. It changes things. Yeah. AB 2960 specifies that the real estate 
disclosure statement. Ooh, we have 31 or 34 disclosures, 35 disclosures. Yeah. We'll probably have more this year. Probably, right? We'll know in about a week, yeah. right? Uh, we've got all this upcoming information that we have to be aware of with all the new changes and mandates for 2023, right? Happy New Year. AB 2960 <laughs> specifies that the real estate disclosure statement requires an effect on the date the parties entered into the contract shall be the requirement that applies to the sales contract. Any subsequent, how do you say that word again? again? Subsequent. I don't, can never say that one correctly. Changes to the disclosure requirement statute after the parties enter into the sales contract will not affect, not apply to the contract unless the statute specifies otherwise. So dates are very important in our real estate business, right? Right. We opened a new escrow today. However, the acceptance date was the 30th. So just because escrow opened today doesn't mean that those timelines are applied specifically to that, right? They're applied to acceptance date. Okay. Acceptance date. So dates matter, guys. Dates matter on your contracts. Senate Bill SB 1005. Senate Bill SB 1005 clarifies the current probate court regarding how a guardian or conservator may bring an action to partition a property if the property is the conservatee's present or formal personal residence. Partition actions involve one party of a jointly owned property who wants to sell their ownership right. So in other words, it goes into probate and then you're the one still living in it and you were partial owner of that property. You have the right. You have more rights. You have more rights. You want to check those out. Um, right? Uh, SB 1017. This is a long one for you guys. <laughs> SB 1017 clarifies current law about the tenancy protections for victims of domestic violence or abuse. Oh, yeah, this is the domestic is, violence. Yeah, abuse. this is interesting. This is really very interesting. Being a landlord myself, I look at this one and go, gosh, I would have let someone out of there contract it's so interesting that we have to mandate that and we do have to mandate that i understand it's all business decisions so sb 1017 landlords pay attention sb 1017 clarifies current law about the tenancy protections for victims of domestic violence or abuse their household members and their immediate family members This includes protections that allow victims to terminate their tenancy without penalty and protection from eviction based solely on those acts of violence or abuse. It also expands existing eviction protections to tenants whose family members are victims and to tenants who are victims of gun violence or other crimes causing bodily injury. Further, it expands the evidence of a court, evidence a court can consider as proof of abuse or violence in eviction proceedings and establishes new court procedures to grant a partial eviction when the perpetrator of violence resides in the same unit as the victim. Lastly, the bill makes landlords liable, landlords liable, in a civil action to the tenant for actual damages and for a fine up to $5,000 if they do not allow a victim who follows proper noticing requirements to terminate their tenancy without penalty. So if you're a victim of 
domestic violence. violence. Yeah. You have rights. Landlords, if you have a tenant living in your property who you fear may be a victim of domestic violence, this is a good reason why to reach out to them and help them. Mm-hmm. Be a responsible landlord and care about someone before your bottom line. Yeah. Right? I couldn't even imagine. I'm so grateful and thankful that the tenants I have in my properties that live in my properties are not victims to domestic violence abuse. I couldn't imagine being a landlord to someone that is going through that. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Oh, my gosh. Right? Beginning January 1st, 2024, SB 1495. This is SB 1495. And this will be effective January 1st, 2024. Will modify the required course content of real estate practice course, which is required for all applicants for the real estate salesperson examination and broker examination. This course will now include the formal additional elements in our uh, examination process. A component on implicit bias, including education about the impact of implicit bias, explicit bias, and systematic bias on consumers, the historical and social impacts of those biases, and actionable steps students can take to recognize and address their own implicit biases. What was the simple explanation or example of what implicit bias might be. It's just saying, hey, if a name sounds unfamiliar to you, you might implicitly or unexpectedly be biased to something, right? It's easy for anybody to do that when it's not something you don't yeah. hear every day, I mean, word, you know? The word I just challenged, was challenged with subs... Well, actually, I can't say it. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> Sub- Subsequent. Right? I, I can't even say it when you <laughs> I tell say me it. it. I can't do it either. So, <laughs> right? That's an uncommon... Word to me, it would feel uncomfortable to me. Right. So um, I might be like, oh, stay away from that word. Same thing with names. Oh, stay away from that. I love that they're putting that in the real estate exam. Yeah, I think that's really good. As to uh, help with another form of potential racism. And if you didn't watch my YouTube on racism, right, YouTube and TikTok. Yeah. Right, that I did with regards to it. Um, it just simply says, I said, I end it with, watch out. At some point, our purchase agreement will no longer have the name of a buyer on it, right? Because people are just, oh wow, they're just going that, they're going to those lengths. Yeah. You know? That's so sad. Right? You can't do the buyer love letter anymore yeah. uh, and include the picture. And before you know it, they're going to take the name away. Wow. They're going to take the name away of <clears throat> That's a buyer. interesting. So you won't even know your buyer's name on your yeah. property. Yeah. Right? You'll just know how much they're offering you. And I can see that coming down the pipeline. Gosh, that's going to be so hard, right? Like with escrow and just well, all your pay- with, I think it would be something that they would probably protect in the beginning. Right? And then as you open escrow, oh, then and that then information would be disclosed. disclosed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I could see it but changing. But not with your offer. Wow, yeah. I could see it changing. A component on federal and state fair housing laws and their application to practice to the practice of real estate, which also includes an interactive participatory component where the student role plays as both a consumer and real estate professional. And that's great that they're going to uh, uh, 
they're going to require and mandate for someone who's taking the real estate exam to role play what it's like to be a consumer in our world and then what it's like to be a real estate professional in our world. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. They do it all over TikTok. Why not do it at the real estate exam? Right. <laughs> That's true, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> SB 1495 also extends from 30 to 45 the number of days a licensee has to publish a statement in a local newspaper when they decide to use a fictitious business name. And those Hmm. are all the changes for uh, 2023. That's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot in there that's changing, you know, and those are things that you have to take into consideration when you're buying real estate. You know, they say, when do you use a real estate attorney? Well, when you want to understand the laws, you definitely want to incorporate a real estate attorney into the transaction. It is not a requirement in the state of California to have a real estate attorney. It's not a requirement, right? Yeah. We are and practice inversed in our contracts. We know to how to help you with your contract. But again, we're not an attorney. So if you wanted to um, incorporate an attorney, you could. They're always, always welcome to be part of the contract. Absolutely. Always. always. You know, uh, it's just another set of eyes that looks through the contract and gives you their legal perspective on it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I'm all about the more people you include. Yeah. The less I'm liable. Right. So go right ahead. <laughs> bring them on. Disclose, disclose. Let's figure it all out together. Enjoy, enjoy your um, other professionals that you can incorporate into a transaction. Yeah, because you are entering into a binding contract and uh, potentially entering into a contract that now you're going to be obligated to it for 30, 45, 100 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just recently sold one that the family bought the house um, in 1903. Gosh. And we just sold it, 2023. That's how long that particular property had been in the family. That's beautiful stuff when you yeah. see that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right? amazing. You know? Yeah, the owner actually was born in the property. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So. That's cool. Real estate is really a thing that becomes your legacy when you allow it to be that. When you want to be a part of that, right? Real estate is set up to start with you. Home starts with you guys. Yeah. We just love helping you get to where you need to be, whether it's investing in another piece of real estate, right? I love that I have the opportunity to help families find a home until they potentially buy their own home, right? Or maybe you just never buy another, buy a home, but that home becomes your home. Mm Mm-hmm. I love a tenant who treats my property like that. Absolutely. I love that tenant who's just just like, this is my home and I'm going to take care of it just like that. Right. Because a home is only as good as you allow it to be. Right. No matter where it is, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, 
and gosh, the changes that are happening within real estate laws, California mandates, there's state and local ordinances you need to be aware of too. Whenever Mm -hmm. buying real estate, you need to check with the local ordinances, not just the state, federal government mandates. Right. Right. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you all. We're looking forward to the next opportunity within 2023. There's so much happening and we're so excited. We are so excited. And we are active on social media as well. So if you want daily information from us, we're providing that information there as well. So feel free to check us out there. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We really appreciate it. Comment down below. We appreciate any and all comments. And we definitely uh, eliminate all hater comments. (laughs) (laughs) We really do. (laughs) But constructive criticism, we welcome. Yeah. Thank you all. I'm Lori Alvarez, and you've been listening to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. You can follow me and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LoriAlvarez.net. And if you haven't clicked on that subscribe button, hit it now and let's boldly do life together.